Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, hey, guys, this, is, this isn't funny anymore. Seriously, you don't have to. I don't know what all the chanting's for, but you don't have to sacrifice me. I don't, could you, if you could just uh, untie me, this fire is getting really hot. <laughs> Thank you, my loyal followers. Now listen as I read you the gospel for the book of Rolling in the Geek. Hello, I'm Ken Brown, and as the Game Master for Riven, the Shattered Continent, I welcome you to our table. Team... Please introduce yourselves. Who do you? Um, hello, hello there. My name is Arcos Passaro. I'm an Alacocra monk from the Sanctuary of Oak Aido. I am the ringer of alarm bells and the protector of young Cassie. And I'm portrayed by Nick Simpson. And I am Trevor Ironjar, forge cleric infused with the power of a being of flame to become an instrument of justice for the people. Portrayed by Brad Konow. Thank you, gentlemen, and thank you for joining us. Welcome back to Riven, and get ready for Rolling in the Geek. Hi, it's Ken, your Dungeon Master here, and on behalf of my co-conspirators, we humbly ask that if you are enjoying what you're hearing, to please rate and or review us on Apple Podcasts or whichever listening platform you prefer. It helps us get noticed, and it takes a village to raise a podcast. Thank you, and now back to Three Idiots Playing D&D. Last time on Rolling in the Geek. Melia reveals to Trevor and Harkos that she was the real Tin Leaf, and Elian took over the mine and her last name when they married. She then directs the team to the temple priest to have him annul the marriage uh, so that they leave Elian with nothing and take away all of his power. They head to the temple of Lathander and are followed by much of the town. They witness a priest and a couple of his assistants do a ritual to Lathander where they sacrifice various items relating to Lathander upon an altar and a light coming from a stained glass version of Lathander's holy symbol melts them and they absorb into the altar. They have a heated conversation with the priest and it ends with 
some of the guards barring the door and fighting with the group. Harkos goes down during the fight, but is brought back by Jorik, and then takes out the last guard as recompense for his uh, unconsciousness. After the battle is done, they watch as the door gets superheated, or the barring for the door gets superheated, and fuses it shut. Afterward, the priest reveals himself to be a cultist, much like the one that they found down in the mine. So that is where we will pick back up. So the 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 four of you are are standing by all these unconscious guards. Uh and you watch this priest his form changes. Uh I think that it would be pretty obvious that this was some sort of spell that he had cast on himself. Uh that it's uh it's it it's like his it's, it, let's just have fun with it and say it's like the when the polyjuice potion wore uh, off. And it just kind of like bubbles and melts back into his original face. And now we owe uh, fucking Harry Potter royalties. So... <laughs> so nah, uh, we'll just we'll just wait till she talks about us on Twitter and then our D&D podcast will be canon in the Harry Potter world and <laughs> uh, we won't owe her anything because... <laughs> You know, she has to keep addendoming the world after the fact. <laughs> Fucking Trevor will be the, the next Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Oh, that's terrifying. I don't think I'd go to class. I don't think I would either. <laughs> uh, okay, if, if Trevor doesn't go to class, I think I would go to class. <laughs> <laughs> Where's our teacher at? Oh, oh, who's your teacher supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh... Harkless would be like Professor Coral. You're going to have the Dark Lord of Riven attached to the back of your noodle? Yeah, there's a cultist underneath all my plumage. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, uh, (laughs) off of the royalty discussion. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, as Jorik sees this happen, uh, he looks over at, at you, Trevor, and says really quick, Ah, Ah, uh, this is gonna. This is not gonna be good. Uh, here's a little up for the road, and he gives you a slap on the butt, and he heals you for seven points. Okay. And he says, so, and then he says, ah, uh, and uh, just so you know, I don't have any more of those up my sleeve. Wonderful. So this is what I want to do. I want to put put my hammer on the floor, like you know, standing up, so the so the head of it's on the floor, but I'm still holding the end of it. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And I want to kneel down, and I'm going to say, Great Lathander, I understand I do not serve you, nor am I aware if I serve anything, or what I serve. And I am sorry for my actions in this place of holiness. But please, grant us your blessing to remove this vile being from such holy ground. Uh, you, you, you say this, this prayer to Lathander. 
Uh, and you hear, uh, it, 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 as you look up, when you start to hear this laughter, you can see the last little bits of this cultist change. And you can see that, you know, he has these deep sunken eyes and, and very, like, these wide cheekbones and, and gaunt face. And he has this Ooh. hoarse whisper of a voice. And <laughs> your words have no power here. You are no longer in Lathander's house. And as he says that, you hear this crack and a rumble. And you watch as these lines start to break through the plaster that this mural is painted on of Lathander. And watch as pieces of that plaster fall off. And and you can see behind that, that there's almost like there's another mural behind this one. And that it just completely desecrates the image. And so it has Lathander's body, but the face is contorted and twisted that's that's been painted underneath. Uh, and just this, this dark image, like underneath a hooded cowl, and with these bright red eyes that almost stare down at you. Nice. So... I don't when think that, that's a good thing. <laughs> when that happens, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to say, then spilling your blood here will not be such a bad thing. And I dedicate it to whatever this flame being is that has protected me this far. It, what? What? Flame being? What? Flame <laughs> being? <laughs> Mela, now you. Mela? Mela. Amelia. Same difference. They're all M names. <laughs> Sup, girl. You say the same thing Jorik and I did. There. Uh, what? Fl- flame being? Hey, mm-hmm. full circle. Are we rolling initiative? <laughs> I, I, I thought you had more sassy stuff to say to this guy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's go ahead and roll and use a uh, use a new initiative. Cool. Now I'm gonna roll shitty. Uh, nine. <laughs> Eighteen. Okay. Uh, well, Harkos, you have first initiative. Oh shit, Oakley Dokley. Oh boy. Um, uh, I don't. I don't have any other fucking up. Casting stab is difficult. <laughs> when when that's when that's your only spell, it feels kind of weird. Well, I mean, fortunately, later you get I mean, key points and that kind of stuff that you can start spending more judiciously. And yeah, uh, I have I have a couple right now, but I'm too I'm too tired to remember them. <laughs> Should have taken a fucking nap. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run up on him. I mean, I. I could throw it, but then I don't have my spear, and I'd like to keep my spear. Okay. So, I'm gonna just fucking run at him and try to stabby-stab him. Are you gonna run, or are you gonna fly? 
Actually, yes, I am going to fly. Yeah, I because said that in he's, my head. he's got some distance on you because yeah. it's it's longer. So, uh, I, I I would say you're forty from him. So yeah, I will definitely um be flying because I I actually I did want to I wanted to give myself a little bit of a height advantage anyway just to make myself feel more maneuverable even though I won't be. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to fly up to it. I'm going to actually just, I'm going to attack him from the air. Okay. Um, uh, so you are actually going to have to roll with disadvantage and I will explain why here in just a moment. Uh, it sucks that it's at disadvantage cause that first, I mean, that first one wasn't great. It was a fucking 19, but sure. I'll roll disadvantage. Cool. Glad it's a disadvantage. I got a 11, 11. Okay. Uh, so you see why now that it was a disadvantage that you fly and then stab right where he was. And then all of a sudden he's not there. And he's about six inches to the left. Okay, oh, can, that's fun. can I attempt my bonus attack at disadvantage then? Uh, let me check the wording of this. Yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. My low lowest was a sixteen. Okay, that does hit. So Yay. you turn and and you see where he is, and you strike out, and you do make contact with him. Oh, nice! And that's eight slashing damage. Okay. And uh. I'm actually, I'm going to say to him, too, like, when I see that he moved, I'm going to strike out with with my hand and just kind of, like, slash across his chest with my uh, my other, my foot, and tell him, like, you should probably stay in one place. It will be much easier for all of us if you, if you don't move like that. It's quite rude. I have not moved an inch. Your eyes can deceive you. I'm going to take his jaw off just so he doesn't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harkos, uh, okay. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Whatever you're about to say, I negate it. So, he points a finger at you. You know. And says, that gives me like previous game PTSD <laughs> it looks like your friend was too careless with his fire and I need you to make a well you look down at your hands and you see that there's a smolder of fire on your hand and then all of a sudden your feathers begin to light now, Trevor wouldn't do that, though, because he likes your feathers a lot. But he didn't say you did it on purpose. He said you were careless, and I believe that because you lie about your firepowers and seem shocked by the fact that they happen most of the time. Maybe if you're more truthful in your actions, this would be a different situation, but I'm going to have to agree with the Game Master right now. <laughs> and <laughs> you take... 
I don't do. I don't need to make anything. You were telling me to make something, and then you described. No, nope, no, it to I me. I misspell or I I miss uh, misread something. So damn it! I uh, I had faith in my dice. You take five psychic damage. Oh, motherfucker! Not fire damage. Psychic damage. I gotcha. So see, his talking makes your head hurt too. <laughs> All right, uh, so that takes it to Melia. Uh, and she, well, she can't make it there. So she's, well, no, she can because she can bonus action dash. So she uh, bonus action dashes, uh, and so she Naruto runs up uh, and is going to make an attack against him. I forgot that rogues can do cool shit. I forget about this. Oh, shit. Yeah. She, she just rolled a fucking nat 20. Go, Fuck, Amelia. Fucking get him, sup girl. <laughs> sup girl? Well, I can't say her name right any other way, so... Damn. Uh, so, all told, between the crit, she did 20 fucking damage. Damn. Good. So she, Naruto runs up and hot, like does one big jump up the stairs up to him and mid, mid jump slashes him across the side in a, a deep cut. You can hear it scrape against bone. Yay. Damn that. Oh, good fucking roll. Uh, Okay, and uh, Trevor, it is now your turn. Trevor, how I far are we? Uh, you are forty feet. Okay, go go ahead, Nick. Uh, I need I need you to know also that like right after Harco slashed out and he said his shit, that uh, I am just up in the air, kind of frantically patting my feathers and stuff, going, Trevor, Trevor, you uh, promised. Trevor, you don't see anything on him. Oh, that's lovely. Like, he's just slapping himself for no reason. Hmm. So, okay, I can't make I can't make it to him without dashing. Yeah. So, I'm going to start, uh, again, walking. Hammer in hands. And first I'm going to say, You know I would not harm you, Hakos. And and then I'm going to say I'm going to look dead at the guy, uh, and I'm, I'm as I'm walking. I'm going to say, I had a calm, comfortable life, and then bad people came and beat me within an inch of death, lit my entire existence on fire. I should have died, but whatever this being is, rescued me. It has aided me this far, and I'm assuming it will continue to aid me. Right now, to end you, and I'm and I'm going to say the the bells toll your death, and I'm going to toll the dead him. Oh. Uh, what save is that? It is a wisdom save. Okay. So wisdom save. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, 19 total. 
Damn it. <laughs> he still hears it. That makes you feel better. Burn. I guess. I mean, it still adds a little bit. <laughs> a little bit to the dramatic side of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. Okay. Uh, so that makes it Jorik's turn. Uh, he is going to move his speed up, and that is all that he can do. So that makes it Harkos. And I was I was moving my thirty feet. I don't know if I said that or not. I assumed. Okay. Um. Do do I still think I'm on fire? Yeah. Yeah. You 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 know you're on fire at the moment. That, yeah. Okay. Well, that was gonna. Harkos is going to hold his action until he's not on fire anymore because I wouldn't let myself stay on fire and attack somebody. With how uh, Harkos has been, I wouldn't allow myself to keep burning. Uh, so as you're like patting yourself, why don't you go ahead uh, and roll an investigation check? Because you're, I'm, I'm saying this for a reason, so go ahead and okay. roll it. Okay. Uh, that is an eight. Okay. Yeah, so you're you're padding these flames, and they're, they, it looks like, I mean, you're padding them, and it's just not enough. Like, you're trying to get them out. You, you can't figure out what you're doing. Like, I, you can't figure out why it's not going out. So, uh, at this point, then, what I'm actually going to do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna start, um, like, using, using my full, uh, flight movement. Uh, I'm going to fly, like, higher and around to try and get uh, some air movement to help me put it out. All the while, like, I'm still padding the feathers that I think are on fire, um, but I'm trying to get the gusts of air from me flapping around and flying to help put it out. So I would say that I'm going to go probably use about 10 feet to go up, and then I'm just flying frantically, like, in circles above everybody. Okay, uh, so I I made an oopsie. I uh, Ken's a cheater. We've all done it. Uh, yeah, we have, we have. Okay, so I'm actually going to say that uh, that this is how it'll work. I uh, okay. I uh, so what should have happened, and I oopsied. This is all learning experiences for us and I, I I should have uh I should have read this. Harkos, you deserve to get the opportunity for an intelligence check. So uh or an intelligence saving throw, which is what you should have gotten in the first place. And I apologize, so why don't you go ahead and roll it now? Seven. Okay, well never mind. It don't I, matter. Uh okay, so you that's what you do. Uh, it is back to the illusionist's turn. And Does you take... he... Hmm? Uh, not... Not that I want to open my mouth and open myself up to this, but for the audience's sake, so we don't get yelled at later, does he get an attack of opportunity when I fly away? Uh... Mm. No. Okay. 
He's too focused on the bells ringing in his head now. He's too focused on the bells ringing in his head, and he has a couple of things to do with a reaction, and it's just not worth it. So, uh, That's fine. I just didn't yeah. know if it was something that crossed your mind, and I didn't want to, again, I didn't want us yelled at later. That, well, technically, Harkos should have been beaten to death. <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, Harkos, you take another one psychic damage. Okie dokie. Uh, and he is going to, uh, he points to Trevor and says, whatever deity or entity that you worship will never be greater than him. God damn it, D20s. Oh, wait, I no, and you know what? It's so fucking stupid because I didn't even need to roll a fucking D20 because he points a fucking hand at you and some goddamn magic missiles come out. Thank you, Die, for now being on the floor away from me. <laughs> uh, and between the three darts, they do nine damage to you. Huh? So these these streaks of black light come from his hand and strike into you. And it's force damage, but I like to flavor it that it's like this dark necrotic right. look. Because it's on theme for him. Uh so oh. um if if I can mm-hmm. cuz that that hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so like I see Trevor kind of stumble a bit and then noticeably attempt to steal himself as much as possible. And again, just for flavor, procking the green flame blade. So it it, it makes the pretties. And I'm going to say he saved me once with a purpose, and I'm sure he will save me again. Okay. Uh, That makes it Melia's turn. She's going to... Try to make an attack again. That's a three. Uh, so she, uh, it, I would say it, it. It's the same thing. And actually, it's supposed to be disadvantage. Not that it matters. But uh, so the same thing happens, Trevor. That she takes a stab at him, and then all of a sudden he's just not there. Not there. And he. He's about six inches to the right of where her blade stabbed into. And that makes it your turn. And this turn, I can make it to him, though. Yes, yes. All right. So I'm going to go up and... As I'm moving towards him the rest of the way, I'm going to uh, call in Kingsley again. Okay. Call! Kingsley! Find the real one. Okay. Uh, so it'll actually just give you advantage, or it'll it'll take away the disadvantage. So you just roll normally. I got a twenty-two. Damn. Yeah, that does it. And eleven points of damage. Okay. Where'd my pen go? There you are. All right. 
Uh, he is starting to look quite hurt already. But that goes to Jorik's turn. He is able to make it there, and he is going to make an attack against this creature as well. He said, Be gone, foul wizard or whatever you are. Be gone from Lathander's <laughs> house. And he rolled a fucking three, too. Ah. <laughs> So he the the uh, the little illusion thing is gone off this guy, but he just fucking whiffs it. Like he's just very he he glances up at the desecrated visage of Lathander, goes oh god, and and just and just misses. <laughs> uh, and that makes it Harkos. It is your turn. I'm just gonna be doing more of the same if I'm if I'm still. Um... On fire. I'm. I'm not. I'm holding my action until I'm no longer on fire. Okay. Well. Can. Eh. Can. Can I say something to him to like give him advantage on the save or anything? Like, might use my help action. I uh, well. If you want to try to do that, it will use your action on. It'll like it'll use your action when it comes back around to you. If you want to sacrifice your action when it comes to you to give him advantage on his check, then that's fine. Don't do it. Well, honestly, he he goes before me, so I may not have an action anyways with what my current HP. Well, I, like. what I was gonna say. Well, well, I, if you want to, uh, what I'm saying is right now, if you want to shout to him. Then when it comes to your turn, you would lose your action unless you die. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to do it. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Arcos, go ahead and roll an investigation with advantage. I, I, and I'm going I'm going to say, uh, Arcos, think about it. Do you really believe I would try to hurt you? There's he some, he, he, he plays... Go, kind of! <laughs> <laughs> He's messing with your mind. Oh, Jesus. My advantage gave me an eight as my highest. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Don't worry. I'm slowly burning through all of... See, here's the thing. It's it's not Ken's fault because we've all fucked up. Had I rolled the uh, intelligence thing initially when I picked up a die because Ken goes make a and I was all like ready and I was like I have faith in my dice and he goes no you don't make anything all the faith went away and the dice can feel it because they've only been rolling <laughs> single digit numbers ever since it's not your fault I said it's not your fault I'm not blaming you I'm just saying the universe doesn't appreciate that I lost faith in the dice <laughs> I'm blaming you I'm totally blaming you right now I done fucked up and that's I mean, I'm I'm mm. Oh, I'm not you to make that, up for it. That means we've all fucked I, up now. I'm not blaming you, Ken. I cheated and killed one of your mini bosses in a different campaign. We're even. You can kill Harkos. I'll be sad. And I cheated Sanctuary like a few episodes ago. And Brad's blaming you now because he's still a dickhead. So kill him first, then kill me. I mean, I'll take it. All right. Uh, so, Melia. Well. So Har Harkos, that was your turn. It is now, it is now the guy's since, turn. Since Trevor said that too, and it didn't fucking work, uh, Harkos is going to basically. I'm, 
I'm gonna keep using the the same amount of speed, but I want it to like I'm. It's more frantic now because in my head, even though it's doing the whatever damage whenever it happens, uh, I'm imagining that more and more feathers are slowly lighting on fire, and so Harper's oh, yeah. gonna no hundred percent like that shit is spreading on you. So like it's, at this point, it's your whole arm and it's starting to to go onto your body. Arcos is uh, gonna call out and be like, not on purpose, but I, I've seen how you miss sometimes! <laughs> okay, uh, it gets to its turn. Arcos, you take three psychic damage. Motherfucker. And it is its turn. And it is starting to look hurt. And so it is going to... Hmm. So all of a sudden, you you hear it say, You cannot kill me. I am everywhere. And then there are... Suddenly... Oh boy. Four of him. And now it's Trevor's turn. Or no, it's Melia's nope. turn. I uh, not, not my turn. Alright, so uh, Melia is going to make an attack roll. But she has to do so at disadvantage. Oh, and that sucks, because that was an 18 on the die. Yeah, and that's a 17 on the die. So, yeah, she's definitely going to hit. But... Rolls a d20. Uh, so she stabs into one of the uh, into one of them, and it hits very, very, very hard. And then all of a sudden, it's just it goes up in a cloud of smoke, and there was oh nothing boy. there. Uh, and that makes it Trevor's turn. No, it's not. I gave up my turn. Remember? Unless you had a bonus action or something that you could do. That's why I was leaving it open. I didn't want to just take the whole thing away from you if there's something you could do. Um, I don't believe there's anything I can bonus action. Okay, just making sure. So you used your action to try to help Harkos. Uh, and it is now Jorik's turn, so he is going to make an attack, and that is... Again, a that's a 16 on the die. And the second attack, that misses. So he attacks one of he attacks one of the three that are remaining, and then it is suddenly just in a different space, six inches to the left of where his blade fell. Harkos. Yep. You, much of the same? Yep. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll an investigation check for me. Oh, God damn it. It was on the 20, and it spun, oh. and then it fell over to the fucking 8, so that's a 9. God. Oh, no. God, I was so thrilled. It did. It. I don't know how it happened. It landed on... It wasn't on a corner. It was on the flat side, so the 1 was facing directly down. It spun... And then somehow centrifugal force rolled it over to a fucking eight. I watched it happen. Wow. Uh, Brad, so it was these... a green die, so I blame you. 
(sighs) (laughs) The green has turned against you. Uh, (coughs) So the flames have now spread over your entire torso. Are you uh, flying? Did you say you were flying? Yeah, and now now that it's this bad, he it's not, he's not um, really paying attention to where he's at anymore. So I he's I would like to say that he's as his movement allows. Um, actually, I changed my mind. It's getting so bad right now. He's no longer holding his action. Um, I'm going to dash on my turn and be just so I can fly more not that it fucking matters um, but just to be more frantic about it and he's going to be using the entire um, space of the church like not saying just above where the bad guys were anymore it, like all the way up and down the length of the church 120 feet in crazy ass fucking circles screaming okay we need to check something here I need to check something so, it's, it's, that, that was, uh, I, I think that, yep, okay, uh, so I, I, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I'm gonna go ahead and make the call. Uh, so you go into a true frenzy, and you fly away, and you get, give or take, 60 feet away from him, and then all of a sudden you're not on fire anymore. Okay. It's just gone. And you you know in your mind that you were and then you cross over that point and then all of a sudden you're like that wasn't real. That that didn't happen. That what was I what was I panicking about? Oakley Oakley. Uh and because it it has a it has a range of sixty feet, so in my mind, if you go outside of the range of influence that it can have, then it would negate the spell. So, I got you. Uh, yeah. So this that is where that is where we're at. So it gets back to its turn, and now it points to Trevor and says some badass shit. I. Uh, and says, Oh, is there someone from your past that you fear coming to find you, knowing that you lived? And then you see the man just walks out from behind one of his, one of his copies. And he's holding your hammer. Yeah. And then he charges up to you. And you take three psychic damage as he strikes with the hammer. I'm down. All right. So that goes to Melia. And she is going to make an attack. And that hits, but she has to do disadvantage, and that's a natural 20. So that sucks that she missed a 20, but uh, now we have to see if she hits an illusion or not. Okay, uh, so Melia 
Yeah, she stabs in, and she stabs through another one of the duplicates, which then puffs into a cloud of smoke. So now just the real ones left, right? No, there's still two. There's still two? Okay. I couldn't yes. remember. Uh, Trevor, you are unfortunately down. Go ahead and roll a death saving throw for me. That's a two. That's the same. That's a mm. fail. Mm. Whew. All right. Uh, so after your turn, it is Jorik's turn. And Jorik is going to try to stabilize you. That to him, that's more important because he can't lose you. So he's a good little peanut. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And he rolled a total of 12. So he stabilizes you. Sweet. Hey, you're not up. You're at zero, but you're still on and still unconscious. Uh, And that is the end of his turn. So Harkos, it is now your go. Okay, based on what I said, you as the DM, where am I in relation to the bad guy? So, this is where I make up for fucking up the first time. I will say that you are close enough to get back to him and make an attack uh, because of your dashing and all that stuff. And because I fucked up the first time, I'm, I'm going to give you uh, the opportunity to get to him and attack. Okie dokie. Um, so, that's what I'm going to do. I, I'm I'm actually I'm gonna fly at him, mm-hmm. and um, I'm gonna on my way there. I'm I'm going to tell him, "You made me think that Trevor hurt me. That is not very nice. I believed it. Also, not very nice. <laughs> that is an eighteen to hit. Okay, he has not taken damage, so you do need to roll a disadvantage. Oh, right, right, right. You're right. You're right. I forgot that. Okay, but the eighteen would hit. Okay, good, because that's my lowest one, because I rolled a 12 the first time and a 14 the second time. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, so uh, you hit. Weird. And you... Uh, so you don't need to roll damage. You strike down into one of them. Ah, gotcha. And it puffs into a cloud of smoke. But it is now just one of them. Uh, can, uh, is the, is the other one of them close enough that I can attempt to smack him? Yes. Okay. I shall do that. Ugh. Okay. Nope! I don't do shit. You don't hit? How do Uh, you know? Because I rolled a six the first time and a one the second time. (laughs) <laughs> well, okay. It is the illusionist's turn. And he will look to Jorik and says, Captain of the Guard, Jorik Carester. Many times we talked and you gave confession to the Morning Lord. I know what you fear. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. And an army of hookers comes strolling into the (laughs) I just wanted to make it lighthearted before you killed Jorik. He has to make a wisdom saving throw. And that is a four. That is not going to make it. No, you have to roll so, again. You said he has to make it. So you rolling <laughs> until he's fine. He has to roll a wisdom saving throw. Fuck you, Andrew uh, Burbage. <laughs> uh, so all of a sudden, you, you, Harkos, can see just sheer terror in Jorik's eyes. And, and, his, and, and he just instantly starts crying and says oh gods no 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 and it is now Melia's turn and she is going to try to make an attack against this thing okay that's 15, which would hit, but it's disadvantage. And that is a 11, which will not hit. So she stabs, and again, it just, she stabs forward 
trying to get him through the back, and then all of a sudden he's just he just moves. He's just gone, and he's six inches in front of where she stabbed. And Trevor, you are unfortunately stable but unconscious. Unfortunately stable. Uh, you are you are fortunately stable but unfortunately unconscious. <laughs> Uh, go ahead and roll a uh, uh, religion check for me while you're unconscious, though. Eighteen. Okay. Uh, you you are in just a black space right now. That there is no light. There is nothing. Uh, and as your eyes kind of sort of adjust to this, you can see you can see just a speck of bright light further ahead of you. Do you try to walk towards it? Definitely. Okay. So you take a few steps and it's like, as you step towards it, it steps towards you and it gets a little bit bigger and a little bit brighter and I'll increase my speed. Okay. I, Eventually, you you run you you break into a sprint. Eventually, uh, and you get closer and closer to this this speck, and eventually you can see you can see him. You you see the being, the the flame being. Yes, and it is on its haunches with its hands on the ground and as you run up it leans its head back and, and locks eyes with you and then it pulls its hand up from the ground and you see a bird made of pure flame it looks similar to Kingsley but entirely composed of, of fire uh-huh. and it says Trevor Iron Jaw. You have gifts. And like a phoenix, you will rise. Oh. And then it is Jorik's turn. Or, yep. Uh, because you just made a uh, death save. <clears throat> Or no, you. Uh, it was your turn, but you're you're stable but unconscious. So mm-hmm. it goes to Jorik's turn, and uh, he will say, "Well, sorry, sorry, friend. I, I wish I could do more for you, but that's all I got." And you, I'm gonna stab you. So he has to roll his wisdom saving throw, and that is a 19 on the die. That is enough to make the save. So. That's a nat 20, but goddamn disadvantage. Aww. And that's a one. Oh, wait, no, Aww. he's a halfling. He's a fucking halfling. He can re-roll fucking ones. Yay. Yay. That's another fucking nat 20. <laughs> Are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> that's awesome. Don't be scared. Oh, holy Don't be scared. shit. <laughs> That was a fucking roller coaster of dice, Jesus. That was a that was a mess. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh okay, so he does Oh wait, no. Uh needs more on that. 
All right, so that is a total of 12 damage. I can't fucking believe that shit. That's fucking crazy. Uh, uh, all right, so uh, that takes it back up to Harkos. So Jorik doesn't look afraid anymore or anything? No, he, he looks... No, he's got a, a newfound fire in his eyes after he resisted this evil spell. Okay, so that changes what I want to do on this turn. So, um, I am going to make stabbies at uh, Illusionist Boy. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, well, I missed with the stabbies because my lowest was an 11. Oh, well, uh, he, you don't have disadvantage because uh, 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 Jorik hit him. Oh, okay. Well, my highest was an 18. Okay, my that first, does hit. My first roll was an 18. Okay. Uh, so I need this one. Uh, six piercing damage. Okay. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna boot him across the face, too. Okay. Do it. Uh, and that is a natural 20. Holy shit! Yeah! So, I mean, that's... Four and two and four, so ten, ten slashing damage as I bite or not bicycle kick. Yeah, bicycle kick. That's what I wanted to say. Did you just fucking Liu Kang him? Yeah. <laughs> I did. Okay, so this is how this is gonna play out. I, uh, so, Trevor, back in your mind, uh huh. You you see he does this with the bird. And, and he stares up at you and then he closes his hand and, and the bird just kind of fades off and he stands and he says Trevor Ironjaw you should awaken and see what your friend can do and then your eyes open in the real world you watch as Harkos Liu Kang's right into this illusionist and you hear the crack of ribs and gasps for air as it falls to the ground and then you see it just morph randomly that you can see different visages that it has used different Ooh. people through whatever amount of life that this creature, this thing has had and it changes into an old man, a young woman, uh, a strong hard-jawed man, and then back into the elderly priest that you saw. And then as he morphs and shifts and changes, you can see the temple around you morphs and shifts and changes. That all of those cracks, all of those places where the temple was desecrated fade in and out repeatedly and randomly. And then he collapses fully onto the ground and the temple is no longer desecrated as it appeared before. And you are now standing in the bright, glorious Temple of Lathander with your defeated foe at your feet. Because um, I hadn't said it on my, my last turn um, when I came and attacked his, his mirror image fake boy um 
I I was gonna say, and then we we cut into Trevor's stuff, which was very important, so I didn't I didn't want to interrupt it. But I I wanted to say as I was uh, kicking, especially because it felt like it was gonna be the the final blow. Um, as he's like falling to the ground, which actually as he's shifting and stuff, as like I land the kick and I come back down, I wanted Harkos to kind of like take a uh, fighting stance and be like, and for the last time, I'm the only one allowed to mess with Trevor. <laughs> so Trevor also gets to hear that as I kick this dude's ass. <laughs> that is that is what you awaken to. <laughs> it's this crazy, and then and your your bird friend talking about how only he gets to beat the shit out of you. I'm going to. Uh, I'm assuming that Harkos is in front of me, staring at the bad guy that's on the ground. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm sorry, Nick. So I, I'm going to stand up and come up behind Harkos and hug him. Aww. Ah! Ooh. Uh, hi, Trevor. Um, I, I would never injure you. I, I just want you to know. Not even on accident. I would, I would fix it. Um, I, I know, I just, it, it hurt, but in my head, I guess. Mm. Thank you, you can let go now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll let go. Uh, you can see that, uh, Jorik has, is, is, put his sword on the ground in front of him and is kneeled in front of in front of the altar uh, of Lathander. Uh, um, and he, he appears to be doing a silent prayer right now. Bad dude's body is still on the floor, yeah? Yeah. And right now it's a husk. Like, you know, it, it was... It was alive, but like after all of that, those shifts and changes, and after all that power got drawn out of him, that you can, you, it, it, he's just a shell now. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm grabbing hold of my hammer and smashing his head. <laughs> so Harkos is gonna go, is actually gonna go over next to um, Jorik and kneel down also. And then he's 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 gonna say I don't I don't really want to interrupt Jork's prayer, but I want to say this, and I don't want to wait till Jork stands up. So I'm gonna tell Jork, I I do not wish to interrupt your prayer, and I don't I don't follow this deity, but if you could ask for forgiveness for me for doing what we had to here, I would appreciate it. And then Harkos is just gonna stay silent until Jork gets up. I, uh, I'm gonna do this for, for Jorik. Okay, uh, you so you're sitting next to him, and you see all of a sudden his. his I say all of a sudden a lot, and I'm realizing that. Uh, <laughs> without warning, uh, Jorik's eyes just roll back into his head. That you're just seeing the white. And you see him kind of shake and shudder for a second, and then his eyes come back, and he he 
looks up at the the mural of Lathander and says, "Yes, yeah, yes, yes, my lord. Yes, morning, lord. Thank you." And he stands and says, "Well, um." Not that I think that it really was necessary, but Lathander has granted us uh, clemency for for uh, spilling blood within his temple. Uh, he looks over at the smashed head of the the, the creature. He goes, "Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you know we have that on our side." He typically doesn't like people desecrating his temples. I uh, so. The, the body is still there. Is there anything else that you guys are going to do? We'll check its husk over and see if there's anything going on with it. Okay, uh, go right ahead and there. roll uh, Go ahead and roll an investigation check for me. That's a nat 20 on the die. Whoo! Which gives, it gives me a nat 20 on the die because I don't have fuck all <laughs> investigation. Uh, okay, so... You uh you like examine this husk and you know the the robes are still there these these black robes and uh you flip them over and uh the one of the the, the first the, it's like your eye is just drawn to it that seated within his chest you can see now because of the damage that Harkos did with his kick uh yeah. where his heart should be is a hunk of that 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 dragon rock wonderful that appears that it's almost like surgery was done because his like you can see remnants of nerve and uh like veins and that kind of stuff have actually been like attached to this chunk of rock wonderful so I'm gonna I'm gonna remove it. Okay. So you pull it and it his body is not let go of it yet. Like it, so you pull and you hear snap 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 as, as everything kind of detaches from it. Nice. And then as soon as you pull it, his the rest of his body just turns to ash. Nice. Now I have two chunks of that. Mm-hmm. See, seeing okay. this, I'm going to turn to Jorik and say, you can see how that stuff can be a problem. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can now. Uh, it was always just a, just, you know, a source of income that we never, we never thought that it could be used for this kind of stuff. The, the fact that they wanted to keep it quiet, though, makes me think that someone in Aetherport, someone higher might know about this kind of thing you don't you don't keep extra money quiet for good reasons I fully agree well the the question really kind of comes down to if if Elian knew the whole story or if there was something else that he knew about but just never told the rest of us <laughs> look over at Elian he's still unconscious <laughs> He's drooling a lot. Like there's a big old puddle of drool underneath his head. <laughs> uh, 
I agree that he shouldn't be held completely at fault if he was genuinely unaware. However, it still stands to reason that he probably shouldn't stay in power if he didn't even think to ask. Or when we came back up for the mines, he refused to entertain the idea because entertaining the idea would cost the town money. And let's not forget the essential threat to our lives because he did not care if we were trapped in the mine or not. So I I still think we should move ahead with the annulment if possible if the actual priest hasn't been harmed, I suppose. That was my next concern as well. Uh, It's been many years since Elian and I were wed. It was not even the same priest, so I would assume that this is not going to nullify the the marriage on its own. I, I am... Wondering if he kept the other priest alive, or... I I think it would be worth us checking to see if we can find him. I agree. I'll check the left door. You check the right door. You did say there was two doors out of here, yeah? Yeah, there's one on either side of the altar. Okay. Uh, Okay, so, Trevor, you were going right? Left. Or Never whichever mind. side I'm on, I guess I shouldn't. Yeah, assume. we'll just we'll just call it left. So, Trevor, you had left. Uh, you open up the door, and it is a uh, it is a storage room with uh, there's a number of different banners like to celebrate different holidays and that kind of stuff. You can tell that right away. Uh, there are like various statues that look like they get switched out for for these different holidays and, and different celebrations. Uh, and uh, the thing that is interesting is that the altar is in here. The, excuse me? Yeah. Uh, approach it, I guess? Yeah, it feels like an altar. You look at it, it looks like an altar. Smells Touch like it. an altar. Quacks Smells like, like an, altar. an altar. But it's a breakfast cereal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's just chilling in here it looks like they're i mean they you could kind of see it peeking out from underneath like a tapestry that was thrown over it that's fun so is didn't you say there was still an altar out there yeah uh, <laughs> um jorick uh yeah he like peeks his head in the door yeah flip the tapestry off uh what he looks back at the, he looks back at the other altar. Looks back at the one in the room, main altar room, main altar room, main altar room. I don't get it. Well, perhaps the one out there is a fake. Why? I I do not know. Well, uh, I I guess we can check it. This is. Probably a good idea. Okay. Uh, All right, so you two are going to go and check that. Harkos, you head to the right. Yeah. And you open up the door. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, this looks to be the, uh, like, the common area 
for the priest and and the acolytes and stuff that that are in here so there's there's like a, a small table like it's pretty it's pretty scant uh there's a small table and uh a couple of cots and uh there's two figures seated at the table with both of their heads laying on uh, they're they're sitting next to the table with their heads on it um i'm gonna approach one of them and kind of try and shake them um, excuse me okay you shake them and the the robes are not filled out the way that they should be and uh. the the it falls over and the hood falls off and you can see that there's a cobalt in there I'm gonna draw my weapon that it just flops it it's not alive ah it I'll check the other one presumably it's the same thing but you know yeah you no stone you check the other one and uh, ill-fitting robes and everything and and you look at you know lift the hood and it's a cobalt again this is not bode well is is there uh and that's this room that's the whole thing yeah uh i i'll give this to you too because uh yeah i don't think that you need to roll an investigation for it uh that they're they have these uh that amulets of lathander on that are there you saw them before that they were wearing these you know uh the 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 amulets of, of Lathander, mm-hmm. but they no longer look like that. They're cracked in the middle that with a red, what you can presume is a ruby, that is surrounded by a cage of metal that looks like a dragon has wrapped itself around it in Ooh. metal. I will be taking both of those. Okay. I will be taking both of these. There. <laughs> now it happened. Okay. <laughs> and then I, I will return to the the main uh, chapel church area. Okay. So you walk out and uh, you see Trevor and Jorick are walking back. Uh, Melia at this point is checking on uh, the two, uh, checking on Elian and Ansigar to, to make sure that they're not fussing about. You hear from you know she checks on Elian who is still drooling and and unconscious and then she goes over to Ansigar and you hear <laughs> and then he gets quiet again <laughs> oh god and you said this was Melia yeah I will be marrying that woman <laughs> okay I uh, not so, Harkos, the, the, Nick. Nick. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> Apologies, but that just felt right. Oh God. I uh, okay. So you uh, you all kind of convene by the altar. Do you catch Harkos? Do you catch each other up on what you what you found? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm going to be a so dick and withhold you... all the information. <laughs> so what do you do? Uh, Jory, can I? I'm going. I'm gonna help uh, investigate the altar. Okay. I uh, go ahead and both of you roll. And well, why don't? Uh, who has the better investigation? I have a zero. I have a one. 
Okay. Why don't, uh, Trevor, why don't you help uh, Harkos to give him advantage? Okay. Oakley doakley. Good thing on that. Second one was a nat 20. Uh, plus oh, one. shit. The first one was All a right. nine. So. All right. Uh, okay, so you're examining it, and then you know, there's something that, like, the texture feels off, uh, because this, it's like a bright white marble, but it doesn't feel smooth like marble. And then you blink, and it is now, after examining it, Dragon Rock. Yeah. Fine. Mm. Uh, and there is some changes. So on the top of it, that symbol that you saw on these pendants that the two kobolds were wearing uh, with the cracked gems, that that same symbol of a, a red orb being wrapped by a dragon is carved into the top of the altar and on either side of it is an indentation. For the, the amulets, I bet. Maybe. Let's try the amulets. <laughs> oh, man, it's weird because it was actually supposed to be your winkies that you put in there. Well, that's just dirty. Mm. I mean... All right, so... <laughs> uh, uh, I will not be completing this task. <laughs> Harkos is not about I, that life, so... I... All right, so you you insert the amulets and you hear a a metallic clunk from underneath, and then the altar moves backward, and you see a puff of steam as it reveals a stairway down. Lovely descend, I suppose. Okay, uh, you descend down. It's a uh, a, a pretty long set of stairs that really kind of doesn't feel like it should be here uh that they're all kind of carved into the the rock underneath this temple i have a quick question before we mm-hmm. descend farther into the ominous fuckery mm-hmm. um when when flame being woke me up did i wake up with one hp yeah yeah okay that's what i have on here i just wanted to make sure Yep, you're you're at one. I, I it it is far less fun for for everybody to be like, all right, well now we have to wait for Trevor to regain a hit point in like four hours or whatever it takes. <laughs> so, flame being was nice to you uh, once the battle was done and you get back up. So also you were already stable and everything. It's just this is more interesting than all right. Let's take a rest so that so that Trevor can wake up and then we'll proceed. Right. Um. I would also like to state, before we went down, we would have dictated that... Uh, who do you want to stay up there, Trevor? Do you want Jorik or uh, Melia to wait with the soon-to-be corpses? Uh... Mm. No, Gosh, I, I don't... I, I heard you. That was also my thought. I was going to ask Jorik to stay there, too, um, to keep an eye on him. I heard you go, because <laughs> that's that's what I was leaning towards was to ask him to stay there and then her to come with us, because I yeah. feel like she got fucked with less than Jorik did. So if if we run into something, we have her with. And he's he's beefier than she is, 
So, I mean, she can dish some damage. She but... also just beat the shit out of Ansigar to put him back to sleep, so I kind of wanted to leave her, <laughs> but that's why I wanted to make it a uh, us decision. Right. So we asked Jork to stay and yeah. Amelia to come with? Okay. That way the bodies can't get away and the townspeople do nothing to the bodies. Okay. Uh, so you guys head down the stairs. Yes. Uh, until you eventually get to a... Uh, roughshod wooden door uh, that has that same symbol carved into it. Open the door. Okay. Yeah, it opens. It's not locked or anything. Yay. So you, you open the door and inside is what basically amounts to a lab uh, that you can see all kinds of like alchemical equipment and arcane enchantment devices and weird little whirly gig machinations that are down here uh and above you you can see the mechanisms by which that door opened uh that there's these like steam pipes and gears and cranks and everything that are that that are worrying but they're not currently like in gear so they're just kind of like powered but they're not doing much so there's this kind of constant hiss and steam and you can kind of smell that the heat it's almost like a like a sauna down here uh and what should have been the first thing but i like the descriptors better uh in a chair against the far end of the of the room attached to it, it is it it's the the priest it's the same image it's the same person that you saw earlier it's the same look uh but he is obviously been ill-fed uh he's he's very thin and he's very weak uh, and he is strapped into what kind of looks like a primitive electric chair with needles and everything that are like inserted into his arms and all these arcane devices that have been attached to him through these through these tubes. Uh, and you see him stir as you open the door and look up at you and says Cyraxis will rise again oh no and that is where we will call it for tonight well this the <laughs> I, I, is it too many like am i am i cliffhangering too often or is every it, time is, it, is it is every episode too often we I don't know, that's a, you know, we shouldn't talk about it i mean i i think we should stay friends while we're doing this podcast so <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll just make it easier to deal with each other so we probably shouldn't talk about it till at least the riven <laughs> campaign is over then then we can discuss the terms of our friendship <laughs> or we can we can just wait until Ken comes down, you know, tomorrow for the other game night, and we just assault him. 
<laughs> uh, okay, so this is actually really exciting because uh, Rolling in the Geek podcast has now rolled into 2020 for our first episode of the year. So uh, thank you to all of our fine listeners for enjoying their new year with us and the world of Riven. Uh, so, Brad... And all of Ken's oh. assholery cliffhangers. Oh. I don't know why you're so bitter. I appreciate you, uh, but I'm bitter. <laughs> so, uh, Brad, where can our fine listeners get a hold of us in the new year? You can subscribe to us on our website at rickgeekpodcast.com or any of your favorite ear bacon stations. Also, we're very active on Twitter if you want to uh, talk to three guys who have faces made for podcasting because that's how we're going to start the new year out. <laughs> Feel free to tag us at Roland the Geek. That's R-O-L-L-I-N-T-H-E-G-E-E-K. Thank you very much, Brad and Nick. You are... You know what? In honor of the bad guy that you just fought, you are the sound illusionist. Uh, through your magic, you are able to give to our listeners the illusion that we, first of all, know what we're doing. <laughs> uh, and second of all, are laser-focused in everything that we do. Can you please illusion something for us to go out on? Yeah. Uh, no, that's fine. You can, you know, start off the new year on, on the best foot and make uh, hurtful words against me. I appreciate it. So, um, it's a uh, hootie who from Harkos in 2020. I don't know. Does does Harkos want to say hootie who for 2020? Yeah, he does. It's easy. Maybe we'll change who, it. Who? Who hootie? Who hootie? That's weird. That makes that makes me feel dirty. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Harcos and Trevor have managed to make it through episode fourteen, and I'd, I'll have another song planned as a gift teen if you tune into episode fifteen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this a couple weeks ago. The the teens are going to be difficult. I, it's going to get more difficult to rhyme. I might have to give up. I refuse to give up. Um, however, I did have something special planned for the start of the new year. I wanted to, I wanted to challenge myself. So um, this is this is a this is a this is a big boy song uh for for the for kicking off 2020 so um without further ado here we go without further ado i hate you <laughs> trevor und harkos verlieben i hear how's i'm not singing it in german i did translate it in german I'm not saying it in German. It's 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 a rendition of 99 Red Balloons, so I thought I'd do German. <laughs> I typed it out in English to fit the tune I wanted. The German does not fit that. I should have done German first, but I don't know German. So we're going to sing it in English. I apologize to the small bit of German that I spoke if I did it very badly. I'm <laughs> incredibly sorry. So without further ado for real this time, uh, here's, here's my version of... 
99 Luft balloons. Trevor and Harkos left their homes on a quest to become heroes, wound up at a place called Iron's Edge, where monsters were storming on. They're trying to do their best. Someone's got to face what's out there, heading down into the mine. Trevor and Harkos try not to die. <laughs> Trevor and Harkos always try not to die. Their systems are on high alert. There's always something <laughs> going on. And Cigar is not who he says. He's a coward. That's all there is. That leaves it to Trevor and Harkos as they try not to die. Uh, Trevor and Harkos won't die They have too much going on They worry and always use fury As they muster it all together This is who Riven needs now These are your guys, don't ask how This is all we've waited for Trevor and Harkos on Destiny's door And then we got the slow bit Trevor and Harkos stand alone Atop a mountain all their own. They're standing tall and out of breath. Never once giving in to death. If they could do it all again. Just to see the other end. They wouldn't hesitate at all. They became what everyone there needed. <laughs> oh! Happy 2020, everybody. Yay! Well, that was this week's lesson, and if you hadn't chanted through the entire thing, maybe you would understand your place in this world, you dirt. Now untie me from this pyre. Wait, where are you all going? Come back here! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.